Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where fans have their say on their club. And before we get started, although we've started already, there's going to be a service announcement from myself to let you know, unfortunately there'll be no main pod on Monday. So, Game Day Extra Time Extra is here to bring you your your void of Ipswich Town um, and I'm joined by a fantastic panel of guests. I want to say guests, they're friends of mine uh, to talk about the glorious goalless draw against Wigan. Uh, Going to be looking at the run-in and uh, who is your candidate for the Player of the Season award? Uh, yeah, that, that'll be a tricky one to, to decide. Um, but of course, normal service re- re- resume um, later in the week as the boys return and myself as well for the main pod to look at the Easter fixtures. We're in Easter already. Just madness. 2021 has gone very quickly already. But anyway, enough of me chatting and rambling as I always do. Let's get involved and let's introduce the fine gentlemen that are joining me this week. Uh, we've got John, Matt, Ben and Darren as we first talk about the goalless draw against Wigan. Tem- uh, town now 11th in League One. And um, yeah, it wasn't as bad as the Northampton draw. It wasn't bad as the Fleetwood defeat, but it uh, wasn't a great game. I'm going to go over to good old John first to get his thoughts on the goalless draw. Uh, KVY uh, started this game. Unfortunately, didn't finish the game uh, and got subbed off at half-time and uh, he pulled a hamstring. Uh, your thoughts, your your reaction on that goalless draw, my friend? Well, thanks for having me on um, to start off with, Ross. It's a pleasure, as always, to be um, with you folks. And, uh, you know, the game itself yesterday was yet another, frankly, piss-poor game, wasn't it? It was just not good enough. At one point in the first half, I found myself going, how are you, man? Oh! I was like getting really annoyed at just the lack of pressure. We actually, oh, I was, I got cross with your boy Guion yesterday, especially at, at times he looked, I couldn't tell if he looked lost, if he was uh, not interested. I'm sure that's not the case. He's a professional. I'm not, I'm not going to be an idiot and say he wasn't trying, but he just looks so off it. And, you know, one of the things I love about game day and game, game day extra time is you listen to other fans, some of which now I'm friends with, like we talked about before. Um, but most people see the same thing. Yes, we can disagree on one or two people, um, players' performances and that kind of thing. But you guys you had on yesterday, I know Darren's with us today, um, but Steve and James, um, you know, they said similar things that we just weren't very good. And it's not like we're just biased. We're just fans who pay our tenor week in, week out, if you're not a season ticket holder. You know, I've paid, was was that game 36 of the season? Something like that, of the league season. There's 360 quid I've paid to watch, on the whole, one good game against Blackpool and a couple of other average games. You know, I probably had £60 worth, six games, let's say. I haven't counted them up. It's probably four. I'm probably over-exaggerating. That's 30 games where I've been pretty average. I've said the words bang average more this year than ever before in my life. And yesterday was another prime example. You know, who who stood out? You probably have to say that Toto and Chambers, because they helped keep a clean sheet. But... Jesus Christ. I mean, Chambers, Chambers was sent to half. And I, 
I don't mind him being back in there. Certainly, if you can have somebody like KBY fit again, which who knows if that might be it for a while now. I don't know. I really hope not because I feel for the poor guy. Um, I think that was a breath of fresh air having him back in the squad. Um, but you see Chambers keep doing okay. But their centre forward did him for pace a number of times. I really like the look of um, Solomon Otterber, their left winger. And, you know, he, he they just had time on the ball and they pressed as a team. You know, I tweeted out about 20 minutes into the game that I love listening to Paul Cook because I'm since he's took over, I'm, I've been listening on the I follow commentary with him just shouting things like, you know, press, 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 higher, higher, higher. And it's just fantastic to hear his passion. But where are the players showing their desire? Where are the players showing their, you know, who wants to play for our club next year? Who wants a new contract? I'm not seeing it. If Paul Cook was coming into to, to my workplace and saying things like, come on, come on, press it, press it, press it, that would be amazing. You know, you get you want to feel his enthusiasm. And yet our players are just going, oh, apathy. Oh, I'm not sure we can read. Oh, I'm a bit scared of the ball. Oh, it's, it, it's pressured. It's really hard pressure playing in front of no fans and getting paid two or three grand a week for playing football. Come on, show some bloody guts and some balls. But God, I'm getting bored of watching Ipswich Town, Ross. I'm getting bored of it. It's getting on my nerves. It ruins my Saturdays. Frankly, I rob, you know, poor old Ziggy, my dog, went and got his uh, uh, his manhood, or part of them, um, <laughs> chopped on Friday. And the poor lad, he was on my knee, trying to watch the match and he had his big cone on his head and I was more interested in talking to the dog about the loss of his bollocks than I was watching the football. Oof, I, I, I don't know where to go next, really. Um, That's fantastic, John. Um, As always, as always. Um, I, I want to go over um to, to Ben <laughs> to get his take on the game. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, John's passionate. I love that passion. He's got more passion than... All the squads combined. Um, but Ben, um, your thoughts on this starting eleven? Uh, we mentioned KVY and then Freddie Sears out of nowhere. Um, hasn't been in the 18 for a while. Um, haven't seen him in training videos or pictures. So to see him starting was very interesting. Um, yeah, not not you know, he didn't play very well either, did he? No, poor old Freddie. Um, keep being played out of position, you know. Had his best moments up front for Colchester. We bring him in with Murphy, plays up front, plays well. Then out of nowhere, he's left wing and he's stuck left wing forevermore. So a little bit of sympathy with him there, playing left wing out, I still believe, out of position. But, he, you know, he, he could have done more um, to put a stamp on the game. You think, as you said, being coming out of the cold, coming out from the cold, sorry, and um, you think you'd be eager and wanting to put, you know, your stamp on the team, keep your place. Um, but he... I mean, he just looks so tentative on the ball, like so many of them. Almost like, you know, we talk about COVID and a virus. Everyone's sick to death of that. Well, I'm sick to death of watching our players scared to run with the ball, scared to play a pass in behind, a 10, 15-yard positive pass. The amount of times we see our wingers go against the right back or left back, they've got the outstep of the boot, outstep of the boot, outstep of the boot, and then they come back inside, go back to, you know, Dazelle or the centre-half or the full-back. Easy ball. 
You know, you could put any of us on the pitch and we could get receivable on the wing and we could go back to where it came from. I think what fans are looking to see, they're looking to see a few more risks being taken. You know, all the big stats in the Premier League, they all point to the, you know, those number one assist makers like your Bruno Fernandes. Um, I remember Gerard at the end of his career. He gave away the ball and Fernandes. They give away the ball all the time. The reason why they do that is because one in 10 of those passes creates a goal or a, or a, or a big chance or whatever. And you have to take those risks to, to, to score goals. Um, you know, to, to, to answer your question more, Ross, you know, the selection on, on Saturday, you know, again, I've said numerous times before, I don't disagree with the 11 most of the time that go on the pitch because I'm still blinded, obviously, to the fact I think we have a good squad. Week in, week out, I'm proven wrong. You know, it, these players aren't doing enough. We, we, we Maybe they're not good enough. I, I still think we could release three or four, five, six in the summer and they'll go on and still have good careers. I think there's this malaise, this fog over the over the club that we've somehow got to shake. Um, KVY, obviously, unfortunately, you know, he played well for 45, looked good, bursting forward. But it's just about goals for us. We, you know, we've got to score more goals. Um, whether that means playing two out front, I know that's what the fans are clamouring for. But, you know, Cook's got his ways. He's got his, you know, he's had um, so much success with that formation. He, he has obviously made it work for every other club he's been at. So why why can't he work it for us? Why why couldn't he get Freddie um, working? Perhaps perhaps Freddie was only one, uh, the only player. Sorry, he could work those double shift training sessions that Cook wanted all the rest of the lads to do. Perhaps Freddie's fit as a fiddle, and that's why he was playing. But um, th- there's so many issues in the team. I'm going to quickly go through them for the eleven and pass over. But Holy. I don't think he's quick enough. He doesn't look alert enough. He looks too lethargic for me. I just think I want more from a goalkeeper. And I'm putting our standards high here. I'm, I'm saying this is top of League One I want here. So, holy, no, not good enough at the moment. KPY, yes, injury problems. We want him. Chambers and Enciala, look, they kept they kept the clean sheet for us. I'm not going to complain about them. I'm going to move on. Left back wards, he did okay, but too slow. Dazel, so much time on the ball, he gets a free roll a lot of the time. He barely got closed down all game. The amount of times he gave away the ball or miscontrolled with so much time on the ball. You know, I want him to do well. You know, us fans, he's, he's one of our own. You're imploring him to be better. But he's getting worse every week. Whether that's fatigue or, you know, whatever it is. But I'm calling a spade a spade here. I'm saying what I saw. He was, I think, I think he was our most wasteful player on Saturday. He just, so many options to go forward and he plays the easy pass. You've got to have more. Bishop moving slightly further forward. So much talent. Any goals, any assists ever, please, Teddy, since, you know, the first few games of the season. Again, got to do more for what our club deserves, what the fans deserve. You've got to do more. Then moving up the pitch, Judge, you know, does he get played in the right position? Is he number 10? Is he out wide? Again, with Freddie. And Norwood just doesn't get any service. Um, I, I, I just... I just think we, we should be getting more. Cook saying we need people to stand up. That's exactly what we need. If we're going to make anything out of this season, which I still have an inkling we could, the starting 11 on Saturday was fine. A couple of changes here and there. We just need players to stand up and start creating chances. Well, well said as always as well, Ben. Um, and I'm going to go over to you, Darren, later because um, we spoke after the game. Um, so I want to get your fresh thoughts on it anyway. You've had uh, 24 hours. We're recording this on Sunday night. You've had 24 hours to, to yeah, think back about that game. But I'm going to go over to good old Matt to get his take on the game. Um, a positive, a clean sheet against Wigan. Um, but 11th in League One now. Uh, 
Yeah, in in a few words, describe how you felt watching that 90 minutes of football. Well, hi, Ross. Thanks for having me back. Um, <laughs> climbing. <laughs> that was frustrating. It was like a really bad game of chess played by two people who had never played chess before. It was... and. And Wigan were better than us. And, and that's the frustrating and what concerning thing as well. I know it's going to be very hard um, for the rest of the, 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 the season playing against these teams that have got a lot of, you know, they've got a lot at stake, um, which is, kind of, I think that's a really patronising, condescending view as a football fan. And again, it's something that I've said before, you know, we are where we are. We've got no divine right to... To, to be any higher or or indeed lower than than where we actually are at the moment but you know as per usual i've i've digressed um yes yeah, saturday it's just you just want somebody to stand up show some bollocks and take the game by the scruff of the neck and there was you know apart from norwood who gets absolutely no service there's there's nobody willing to to make those runs to put their foot in i think the only time where people do put their foot in is our half assed attempt at, at, at tackling, you know, last season, you know, your boy, Brian, Grian, Brian Edwards, is just, you know, gets booked so many times because he can't tackle for, for Toffee. And again, we see we've got absolutely no bollocks in that midfield when Flynn Downs isn't there, you know, Dazelle, Bishop, we may as well just have a couple of, papier-mâché lampshades in there because I think they'd probably do more when they if they got the ball um you know like 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 Ben said Dizelle he he is like he's like a he's like a quarterback with 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 a free roll so he's 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 like an attacking midfielder if he was further up the pitch but he's not he's he's sat really really deep um hello cookie um coming into shot there with John um but it's just so wasteful I lost count so yesterday I lost count the amount of times that Dazelle um, got rid of the ball. But I don't think you can, or not got rid of the ball, uh, lost possession of the ball. I don't think you can be too harsh um, on the lad. Yes, we all want him to do well. Yes, he's, he's, he's one of our own, so to speak. But he's been given a, a, a free ride for, for too long. And yes, this is probably his first actual proper season where he's starting week in, week out. And I think the likes of Dizelle and Bishop, um, you know, they're the players that our former management um, team were referring to when they were talking about, you know, you can't put too much pr pressure on them. They're playing a lot of football. They're paid to do that. You know, I'm not going to go off on a rant about how, how you know, grossly offensive it is for people to be played professional sport you know the minimum we expect as Ipswich Town fans is effort and endeavour and whilst on the one hand I'm not going to say they couldn't be asked they couldn't be bothered I, I don't believe that you know these th these guys make a good living and they must look forward to a Saturday or a Tuesday whenever the game is just as much as us but did we play like a group of players who are all playing for their future? I mean, wake up and smell the coffee, guys. The free agent pool in the summer is going to be absolutely massive. You know, these guys aren't going to be walking into championship teams, commanding, you know, 10, 15, 20 grand a week. Like I've said before, they're going to be scrambling around at Cambridge United and Colchester, Kings Lynn Town, 
You know, they, they might be after after an attacking midfielder that might be able to put in two or three decent performances out of 40 in a season. It's just team of strangers every single week. It's like, you know, come on, guys, let's go to Ipswich bus station, get a load of randomers, stick them in a shirt. They've probably got more, more cohesion. It's like John was saying, it's so frustrating. You know, we, ex- we expect more. And yesterday, you know, I put my poor wife and kids through this. I basically clear them out the house for two hours on a Saturday. I get my living room set up. I pay my tenner for the away games because I get the home games for free as a season ticket holder. Um, get my beers out. It's just, it's just bollocks. Yesterday, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. And the most annoying thing about yesterday, we didn't wear those cool yellow socks with that Barcelona kit because I think we look flipping awesome when we wear the yellow yellow socks. I don't care that they're yellow. I don't care about other teams that wear them. I couldn't give two flying fish kebabs about that sort of thing. But, yeah, it, it, it's, and, and it's lovely that our players are coming out saying, oh, we've got so many creative players. Have we? If we creative players create things, they get the ball, they pass it, they make chances, they pass it into channels where they know that their mate is running into because he does it every time at training, whether it be a single session or a, or a double session. You know, these sessions where allegedly people have been shouted at. Ooh. Oh, dear, how sad. Never mind. New man comes in and says, you lot are supposed to be the tits. Let's fucking see it. Come on. But hey, well, you know we've got some we've got some cup finals, and you know we've got we've got some cup finals, and if we ever play like that in a cup final, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, well, Matt, that's, well said as always. That's me. Uh, you said, bring back, yeah, you, you, bring, bring back Gus Ullenbeek. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's he's very fit at the moment. He's 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 in the gym a lot, so I'm sure he can still do a job at some stage. He's fit as a butcher's dog. <laughs> yes, anyway, um, and I'll stop, yes, I'll stop running. You need to go to Darren, he's got some more interesting stuff to say than me. <laughs> no, no, but no, that's so um, I, I, named, I named my cat after Gus when I was when I was very young. I named my cat after Gus, RIP. He he actually did pass away, so he's not so fit, but um, he was a tremendous cat, just to add to that. Yeah, Sorry, and he did uh, well. And Gus also had a fantastic song as well, didn't he? With the uh, to the Robin Hood theme. I'm not going to go into it now. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll sing it. We'll sing it at the out, at the out for the yeah, outro. Yeah, we'll yeah. sing it. But um, but um, well, Darren, um, Matt has segued into different things there about the players, and that is what I was going to sort of get you to focus on. Um, you know, we've not had the new manager bounce, um, and you know the players. Did we overrate them? Um, you know, when we came into League One, we said we've got a, a fantastic squad. Second season in League One, they've done the same. Uh, yeah, the players are just not stepping up. They're not fighting for their futures. Um, ten cup finals to play. Um, is who's going to step up? Yeah, it's um, there's something that has dawned on me um, last weekend. Actually, is perhaps the truth is our squad isn't good enough. You know, the players that are here getting paid a lot of money. Um, are just not good enough. Perhaps over the years, we've just overrated them. Um, Mick McCarthy, obviously, his strategy was to bring in star players who improved our squad. So we had Ipswich Town players who kind of made up the squad, but our best players were all loans. 
And then when we haven't had these brilliant loan signings, we've then got relegated and then finished, you know, mid-table in League One. You know, that's perhaps that's the reality of where we are. And like we say, Paul Cook coming in, coming in, he's a real, you know, old school football manager, likes to, you know, get his points across, a lot of energy, a lot of passion. And you would not see that by the displays that we've had, you know, with Gillingham and whatever it was, Plymouth, Portsmouth, all of those games. They, they're just not, um, they're not stepping up, are they? You know, they just haven't. Um, and after after the, the game on Saturday, um, I think uh, Paul Cook's interview, he absolutely nailed it. I've just got this written down here. He said, everyone looks like they're waiting for someone else to do something. I've never seen a team like that. And that is exactly, that's exactly what we see. You know, I made the point after the, the game that we have midfielders who all want to be in possession, but we don't have anyone who wants to create something. They just want to have the ball. So that's why we've always, the last three years, we've had this just big gap with one up front, which I hate, and then just a load of midfielders. And it, that's why we haven't created anything, you know, for three years. It's not been enjoyable, has it, to watch Ipswich play for quite some time, really. So um, uh, in terms of the players, it could be a really exciting summer because there's going to be a load of players go. I think we'll probably still see, just from a, a financial point of view, I think Jackson will probably still be kept. We'll take up the option and then probably sell him. I think Denancian's in the same boat, isn't he? Um, although I'd love Denancian to come back. You know, he'd, he'd give us you know a good good cover at least. Um, but yeah, there's going to be there's going to be a load of players going in the summer, and I think you know that will give Cook an opportunity to to bring in his players. But, you know, the stat I never realised until over the last month or so when they, when all this details have gone out about the contracts, that what was it, 51 players, something like that, professional players? No, I know 52. So I know a lot of them are academy players, right? So they're, you know, maybe they, they not all of those count, but surely that's far too many, you know, sure, surely, surely that bit, yeah. is, yeah. yeah, that's just too many players. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, I, I think to sum it up, Saturday was just another example of, of just, just not being good enough. We don't create anything. Um, we've got no width. We can't cross the ball. I feel really sorry for Norwood because God knows, you know, I bet any, I bet he trots out on a Saturday thinking, shit you know <laughs> what's gonna what's gonna happen here? and he runs around and he's probably still not fit probably i wouldn't have thought i think he's still not quite not 100 percent. but um he doesn't you know not much happens and I, you know when the ball goes out to guion or whoever it goes on the left is he expecting you know is he going to be making that run every time because he that he knows where the ball's going to go he doesn't you know because most of the time the ball's going to go out for a throw in or, or out for a goal kick. So, um, yeah, but I'd, I'd, everything that Paul Cook has said after every game is spot on. He absolutely gets it. I, I can't think there's many town fans that will disagree with anything he's saying. And, um, yeah, I think the fact that Paul Cook is saying 
exactly what we can see and the players aren't doing it on the pitch, I think that just leaves us to one one thing what will be that most of those players that are on the pitch in the minute aren't going to be there next year. Definitely. And that's a big talking point on this yeah. pod and I'm sure the next few weeks is, you know, these players. Um, and, you know, we've got 10 cup finals. So I hate saying that phrase, but it's what it's getting called. Uh, we've got to play. Um, of course, we've got these players got to step up if they want to get in the playoffs. Um, I said this season was over after the goal draw against Northampton. Um, I still think it is over. Uh, you know, the, the question that we, we mentioned early in the pod about who is our player of the season. Uh, normally, this is the time of month, the time, you know, where we put in the candidates for the player of the season. Um, I want to go to all of you guys quickly now to get your player of the season um, candidate. Uh, John, starting off with you, who's your nomination? Well, um, I saw Mark Tuxford had done a tweet earlier on today about the very same thing. And my first response was, can we roll it over to next season and have two? Because... I'm struggling to think, you know, sometimes you want the season. Um, I said before we started, just off camera um, and off mic, that, you know, sometimes you have a season when you think, oh, but they've been a really good player in their position, but maybe that that player scored the goals, but that player made them, or that goalkeeper kept us in so many games. And it's tough to decide. It's the opposite this year. It's tough to decide because who realistically has stood up and been counted week in, week out. Now, if the season stopped at the end of September, we might have said Bishop and Edwards, but, you know, look at a Saturday, Bishop and Edwards weren't good enough, were they? You know, and they've been nowhere near that form since probably the Blackpool game, you know. Wilson's done well since he's come back in, but can you really give James Wilson player of the season? I, I don't know how many games he's actually played. I would have to check that up, but it can't be much more than... 20 at tops, I would say. You know, yeah. Um, could you give Thomas Hawley it? No, thank you. Not for me. Um, what about James Norwood? Well, by his own standards, he hasn't scored enough goals and he's been out. Like, honestly, there is no candidates. You could argue Luke James has played the most games, but, you know, Jesus Christ. Like, it's a real depressing state, isn't it, that we can't think of a player who... I might be missing somebody. I don't think I am. Um, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Uh, Toto or James Wilson might have to be up there, but um, I don't. It's not. That's not good enough. And I think stepping away from that because we we don't have to decide that. And actually, who gives them flying monkeys about it? But the reality is, it says our players haven't been good enough over a period of time. Now you can accept a winger to come and go sometimes, can't you? Come and go, come and, go and sometimes um, have like 10, 15 games when they're really on it, then drift out for, and then they come back in. I can cope with that, but I'm struggling to think of anybody who has, has had two or three games in a row, consistently positive, and then done it the next month. You know, and that's, maybe we have over-egged uh, how good our squad is. But there again, I go back to this kind of point, and I know you can't live on the past and that, but I saw people like Amir Hughes in the championship play brilliantly. I saw people like John Nolan, I've mentioned it on this pod before, at Villa, at West Brom, 
He was the best player on the pitch. My West Brom mate, Pete, came up. He said, who's that ginger lad in midfield who scored the goal? He's really cracking. And he, he, like, so these players are potentially capable of doing better, but what they're not doing is it consistently. Guion Edwards at the beginning of the season was the type of winger that we're talking about, wide man creator. But, you know, you look at him on Saturday and he was miles off. I'm not just talking about having an off day. Like Freddie Sears, and bless him, I don't wish Freddie any harm, but he's not good enough right now at all. So, play of the season, you know, no idea. I, I, I would probably just say let's not have one this. Let's not embarrass ourselves. And good job we're not doing a, a lack of appreciation at the end of the season. My God, what a waste of time that would be. You know, absolute waste of time. So let's just. If I was in, if I was cook, I would just say, "Listen, not my, not for me. <laughs> let's let's not let's not bother this year because you haven't been good enough." And like you look at people like Guion Edwards and Teddy Bishop, you know how I wish Flynn Downs had been fit all season because I think with Downs in the midfield, someone like Bishop or Dazel would stand a better chance of doing their best bit of their game. But the reality is, he hasn't been. And we've missed him massively. We missed Downs. Wolfenden's nowhere near. You know, it's just if we hadn't just appointed Paul Cook, I would be at the lowest point. I think as an Ipswich Town fan, I've been for years and years and years because actually I like um, like like everybody's been saying. I like what Cook says. I like I I believe him. His track record's really good. So. I want to give him the, the absolute fair crack of the whip. But who's standing up? You would probably say, out that team right now, who I would keep right now, and I've done this conversation before, you'd keep KVY if you could get him fit. Absolutely. You'd, I'd probably keep Wilson. I'd probably keep Norwood. Well, I would keep Norwood because he's one of our best players. And you'd probably keep Teddy Bishop and Guion Edwards as backup. But they're only there because you can't clear out everybody. And that's a real sad state. And I'm going to stop defending Luke Chambers now because I think I'm agreeing with people that, you know, they need to go as well. And he said two years ago he wanted to be the captain to lead us back up, but it's not going to happen, is it? Well, um, I think it's just yeah. a, I think the interesting thing about, about Chambers is if we didn't know who Chambers was, and we we got this because this I say this because this is what happens to me in Championship Manager, right? So you go when you do all your filters and you search for pace, positioning, leadership, all that, then you get you get presented with players you got rid of, and you think they're good. <laughs> you know, if someone said to us, "Oh, we've got this club captain. It was a club captain for however it is nine years. Players, you know, player of the year so many times." always fit plays 99% of the games every season then you would we would all probably think solid you know this would be a good signing um but uh yeah he's you know i think he's taken a lot of the brunt for how crap we've been over the last three seasons um he's not a right back so that's a bit you know we've all been judging him as a terrible right back and i think the first five games of the season i think he was our best player really in in my opinion and on saturday i think i thought he did all right on saturday actually alongside toto 
But I think mentally, I agree with you, John. I think it might be a good idea just to, you know, new broom or whatever the phrase is, then that there's certain influential people that need to go. Because I, I think he's reached a point now, like a lot of the players have, it doesn't hurt anymore. The results don't hurt them. You know, they aren't absolutely beside themselves that we've drawn when we should have won. When there's a goal going, I've said this before, when we can see the goal, you don't see people having a go at someone, waving their hands on their head. They just turn around and go back to, you know, ready for kickoff again. So there's that. You can't, the coach can't give you that. You know, it, it has to come from the players and the pride that they take in themselves. And um, they're just not doing it. They've all, I think half of them are checked out. I think, I, I, I think they see their future somewhere else next season. And I think some of them are going through the motions, especially your boy Edwards. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I should have called him my boy, um, but I've, I've, <laughs> stuck, I've stuck to that now. Uh, uh, it was just the, the start of the season. He was just on fire and yeah. And then the the syndrome of Itchus Town caught onto him, um, but uh, Ben, uh, oh, it's it's a hard one, isn't it, uh, to pick the player of the season candidate? Uh, some people will be thinking this is too early to decide because we've still got ten games to go. But oh, it's it's just, it's difficult, isn't it? Andre Dezel, he's he's had his first full proper season of playing games, but then the last few weeks he's just not been the same, has he? Well, I've I've had my. Uh... A bit on Andre from uh, the Wigan game again. Like I said, I, I implore him to be to be everything we want him to be. To be that to be that 35, 40 minutes we saw at Birmingham first uh, at home to Birmingham first day of the season three years ago. You know that's what we want from Andre, um, and it, you know he will show it again. I have no doubt. But this year he's not Player of the Year. I do think there's an outstanding candidate actually, and everyone's going to think, you know, who the hell, who the bloody hell am I talking about? Um, I think they should give it to the fans. Like, no joke. Like, no joke at all. I think we, we, we've actually had the, the most horrendous year um, as a society. And, and I think actually the club, although people say, oh, it's an absolute cop-out, there's no one to give it to anyway, or why don't they actually give us some sort of reward to the fans, you know, as, as, a, as a 12th man, as a token? Because as, as Darren and John said, otherwise you're passing it on a year because there isn't any player to give it to so you know for a good bit of pr why not you know why not give it to us fans you know like john said he's paid the tenner every week you know matt said the same the tenner every week apart from his season ticket which is free you know i've done the same every week you pay a tenner um because you you believe that this could be the the beginning of something to cling on to um and you know basically we're watching you know dust little crumbs of of possibly something you know oh god we had a we had a shot target in the first half you know like on saturday you know we, that's what we're clinging on to as fans and you know perhaps it would be a good move to make us player of the year I, i'd accept it you know if they needed someone for an acceptance speech i could do it on behalf of everybody um but you know apart, apart from that you know there isn't there isn't anybody there, there is you know chambers actually and i, I know he's a polarizing figure at the club, um, but I, I actually still believe he does give 110%. And on Saturday, I think I tweeted, say, yes, he turns like a tank, but there are plenty of centre-halves in League One who turn like a tank. And if they get one-on-one with a very quick forward, they get beaten for pace, but usually have got a good team or a good goalkeeper around them to stop them scoring, so they don't look so isolated. 
he's not a right back, but overall, I think he's a good bloke and a good captain. So I've kind of given you two answers. All right. No, no, that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's um, I wasn't expecting that, but that, that's fantastic. And Matt raised his hand um to get a point on that. So Matt, over to you then. Um, what what did you want to say? Cracking shout there from from Ben with regards to giving it to the fans. It's a very European thing. I mean, anybody that knows a little bit about me, I I I follow German football. Big old uh, big old support of Borussia Mönchengladbach. Ironically, they're called the foals, the horses, a little bit like Ipswich. But uh, yeah, it's like, you know, they, they should retire their number 12 shirt. I think Danassian had that. And, 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 and don't, issue, don't issue 12 to anybody because it's the fans. They, they do that in, in Sweden, in the, uh, in, in, in the Swedish league as well, because um, I follow that as well. There you go. Um, I've actually got, I can't think of who should be player of the year, but I have got here um, on by uh, by the medium of mobile internet web, a list of all of our man of the matches. If you'd like me to run through some, I can run through them all if you want. Why not? Why yeah. not? We'll, 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 we'll fluff out this shitty pillow of a of a segment and we'll make it comfortable enough to lie on shall we do that yep 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 so 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 sears and darba bishop cornell nolan dizel enciala dobra edwards edwards uh chambers lancaster bishop holy um, Bishop McGavin uh, Brown. Oh, that was against Crawley. Um, McGavin Norwood uh, Drenan, as I'm going to call him. Uh, Cornell, the sweet Welsh prince number two. Dobra Cornell McGuinness Norwood McGuinness um, Thomas. Remember him on loan. Not seen him since this award. Uh, Holy Kenlock Judge. Holy, Holy, Wilson, Norwood, Wilson, Enciala, Wilson, Wilson, Downs, Wilson, Wilson, Norwood, Enciala. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. They're all they're all there. Um, you know, let's let's talk about Thomas Holy. Um, tall enough to polish the top of the Blackpool Tower, as BBC Radio Lancashire reminded of us. Reminded us about seventeen <laughs> times during that, during that, during that. He's tall enough to polish the top of the Eiffel Tower. Well, yeah, but he he is lacking in a lot of areas. And as somebody that you know dabbled in goalkeeping a little bit, he should be more commanding. He should be more vocal. He's played in England long enough to to know English, and he speaks it pretty well anyway. But he he has had some great moments where he has kept us in games. And I know people don't like him. Um, it's a bit like this irrational. I'm, I, I don't like Chambers because of this, and it's like, don't be ridiculous. And it's the same with Holy. Some of the stick that he gets, um, but yeah, John. I was just going to say, are you going to give it to Thomas Holy or Tony Holy? Because he was called Tony, <laughs> wasn't he? By the same commentator, you know. Say hello to my tall friend. <laughs> <laughs> Not little friend. Say hello to my. <laughs> Massive man of a friend. Um, we could give it to Tony Holy. Why not? He needs to be, whether he's 
whether he's here next season or he gets sold to Carlisle United, I don't know. Um, he needs to be Tony. No doubt. Needs to be Tony. Who was the last decent Tony we had? And don't say Tony Dinning. Tony Dinning. <laughs> don't say Tony Dinning. Has there been any other, any other Tonys? Has there been Tony any other Tonys? Uh, Could we have Tony someone Wordsworth? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Was there someone called Humes? Tony Humes? Tony Humes. Yeah. Loved him. Big number. Yeah. Great centre half. Yeah. Well, on the time I was mascot for Ipswich. Paul, uh, Marco Gabbidini, the striker, punched Tony Humes in the face to get sent off. There you go. So we need to see, we need photographic proof of you being a mascot at Ipswich Town, John. Yeah, that will come, that will come. Excellent. I've got, I have to declare an interest. I, I actually went to Tony Humes' wedding because my wife used to work with his wife. Oh, well. So, uh, yeah, his, his family, John, you'll be interested to hear, are from the same part of... Um, same part of the northeast, the kingdom of Northumbria, like yes. yourself. So, uh, yeah, are we the lads? And all that kind I, of stuff. One of my first games um, as a kid watching Ipswich on the telly, it was against Man United in the FA Cup. And Tony Humes took, um, scored the goal that put us 1 0 up before they beat us 2 1, I think, if I remember correctly. He was a good Tony. I'll back Tony Humes. There we go. Best Tony. There we go. There's the award. We've decided one player award anyway. <laughs> uh, ben, I saw you um, put your hand up. Did you want to add something? I was just going to agree with Matt, really, and just say, you know, if it does go to Holy, it, along with the you know defence goalkeeper, our defensive record's actually pretty good. If we could stick the ball in the back of the neck, neck, net. <laughs> stick the ball any bloody where. Anywhere will stick do. Stick it somewhere. Anywhere no, will do. Um, I, it, it's you know it, it's got to go to a defender and a goalkeeper. You know, like I said, we've got a good defensive record, so Holy wouldn't be a bad shout. You know, if we're all trying to fall on somebody, you know, Holy's our man, maybe. John. Yeah, just wanted to say I'm going to throw a little bit of optimism. Right, we think we're what 36 games into a 46 game season league season so we've got 10 games left why don't we say there is going to be somebody who's going to revolutionize our season who's going to play well for eight out of those 10 or nine out of those 10 and be okay on the other one and have that option to suddenly be the man that we go god they got better as the season went on and they were the, the thing that got us to the mighty seventh place finish or got us to the mighty sixth place before we got beaten in the two-legged playoff semi-final. Because realistically, we're, we're probably aiming for five, fifth or sixth now, aren't we? Realistically, and I'm saying aiming, and that's a sad reflection in itself. But maybe Teddy Bishop or maybe Guion Edwards Maybe Keenan Bennett is going to come from somewhere. I don't know. I'm trying to have a little bit of optimism still that somebody is going to come and go, right, I want to play for Ipswich Town next season. I want a contract. I want to be in Paul Cook's starting eleven next season. I'm going to make these next 10 games count. And surely one person has to take an opportunity. Surely. You know, Do you know what? One player that's come into mind and he's just recently been playing a few games is Dobra. Could Dobra possibly 
you could he step up? You know, he's been wanting to fight and get first team football, and Cook seems like he likes him. So could Dobra be that creative force that we need <laughs> to create chances? Yeah, Why I hope not? so. Yeah, hope so. It for me, Dobra. It looks like he's he just looks little, doesn't he? And mm. uh, when he Light comes weight. on, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So. But if he's quick enough, he can just, you know, it doesn't ever stop Messi, did it? But not that I'm comparing Dobber with Messi, obviously. But, you know, he does look a bit small and a bit easy just to, like, you just stay there, little man, you know. So uh, the the one name I'd put forward, which has just come to my head, and no one's mentioned it yet, based on where he was at the end of last season, and apart from a run of three games where he gave away penalties, is Toto. Because at, at the end of last season, we all expected him to go. We thought he was off. You know, he'd been dumped out to Bolton on loan. Did great when he at the start of the season. Then he obviously hit a dodgy patch and, as I say, gave away penalties. Every time. <laughs> Just started pushing everyone over. And then... You know, how many clean sheets have we had in the last eight games? Like five in the last eight or something like that, you know? And Toto's played in all of them. I mean, I love Wilson. I think Wilson is our best centre-half. But you, you can't give him an award when he's only played 10 games or something. Twenty, You know? So, um, yeah, Toto. I'm not a fan of his, by the way. But, you know, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, that's enough of that. Because none of them were, none of them deserve it. <laughs> Darren, you, you, I, I make you right. Just, just looking at the the games from the the start of the year, we we don't concede a lot. No. Yes, we do concede. You're always, you, we're always going to concede goals. We're Ipswich Town. It's like mm. we start with like a we're like a one goal handicap each game, which is kind of shit, really, when you can't score more than one game, uh, one goal, in, in in a game. But yeah, he's. You could give him the patronised most improved player award. Um, you know, myself in the Suffolk and Essex youth combination <laughs> won that quite a few, a few games before fading away into obscurity, uh, winning clubman of the season, which is like, oh, you, you did well on the bench today, Matt. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I just wonder at, at what point kind of Paul Cook, because you kind of, you heard it yesterday in his, in his post-match pre press conference, the, the automatic promotion talk has gone. And, you know, he still firmly believes that we should be aiming for the playoffs. So he's kind of, you know, what was it, his sixth game in charge yesterday? And he's kind of like, he's stepped back a little bit. And he's, I think he's trying to manage our expectations. But, you know, he had a bit of time out before he took over as Ipswich Town Manager. And, and, and you know, I'm 100% behind him. And I firmly believe that he is going to instill some 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 really really good times we just have to be we just have to be so patient but but during his downtime because because apparently he's been talking to evans for like what 18 months two years they've been in contact he must have been keeping a close eye and it's very rare you know other than the cowleys you know um people taking over blindly you know you know they he would have done his research and he must have been able to see because we've we've been seeing it for a while haven't we where we've just how many times have, you know on on this pod alone and, and 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 the game day you know we've been talking about just the lack of effort and just the you know waiting for so you know oh somebody else to do it and 
I forget who mentioned it earlier. Was it? Was was it? I think it's John. You know, you know, you've you've got possession, but who's who's going to do anything with it? You know, these stats mean absolutely bugger all. You can't do anything with it. Mm. But Ben, over to you. <laughs> In regard to the. Um... The lack of effort, which we've all commented on, I think, like you said, on this pod and, and every other pod. Or, I mean, there's no other pods other than this one. Um, anything other written about Ipswich Town, everyone says, is there a lack of effort, you know, amongst the players? Perhaps, as was maybe alluded to this week, it's not a lack of effort. It's a complete lack of fitness. Perhaps. I'm not saying definitively that's the reason. But Paul Cook wanted to work those double sessions this week and it is well publicised that the players couldn't do it. And Cook volunteered that information to the fans, which I believe if you're volunteering information like that to, 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 you know, to, the, to the rest of the world, then there, there's a reason for it. So maybe we're just not as fit as we'd like to be. Maybe that, maybe that's why. Maybe that as much as they want to give the effort, they're actually not physically capable because of injuries, lack of pre-season, you know, gaps in the program, whatever. Um, I, I'm, ju- I'm just putting it out there that perhaps it's not an effort thing; it's a fitness thing. Okay, I'm John. Yeah, I was just going to say, Ross, that uh, maybe Paul Hurst had a point because wasn't he? He didn't he come in? And say that we weren't fit enough, and we and you know, Chambers went and had a little word and said, you know, he's folded out with people. That's kind of what's meant to be happening a little bit now. A manager who's probably got a bit more clout than Paul Hurst because of his record, a bit more established as a man, you know, um, is saying, Oh, guys, you're not fit enough. And yes, yeah, some players have, you know, KVY, Teddy Bishop, um, Dazelle. They've all had long injuries there, haven't they? But we have to look at what is going on at fitness at our club because we've had too many long injuries. And if we can't, you know, was it two games ago we said we played well for 20 minutes? The next game we said we play well for 40 minutes. We need to be playing well for 75, 80, 90, 95, 100 minutes, don't you? Yeah, to consistently. So, and I'm. I'm going to be careful with what I say here because I might tie myself a bit or not. I almost feel, and I say almost, feel a little bit sorry for Paul Lambert because maybe the squad totally let him down. He spoke absolute tosh and told us that they were all brilliant, which perhaps if he just said, you know, they need a bit of help, like he said for the whole of his first season, we need a bit of help, we need a bit of help, which is pretty much what Paul Cook's kind of saying, isn't he? I'm stuck with what I've got and I'm going to try to make them feel good about themselves until half of them go. That's what Paul Cook's kind of rhetoric is at the moment without actually saying that because he doesn't want to insult them, you know, and because he, he's a decent man. But I'm sure he's telling some people those harsh words behind the closed doors. It just feels like we're at a real low point. And maybe Paul Hurst was right. I, I, I don't think I've said that out loud previously. <laughs> And maybe Paul Lambert wasn't all that bad. God, I've a bang my head. I don't know. But, you know, that's, it, it's, a, it's a funny old conversation, this. I didn't know I was going to stick up Paul Lambert. I feel a bit ill. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Um, I normally find people 
who mentions Lambert, but I'm gonna let I'll let I'll let you get away with that one because I think it was uh yeah I think it worked well in that that segment. But um yeah, Matt, go ahead. John, you might be feeling bad, my friend, but just think about your dog that's got no bollocks anymore. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a strange one, vindicating Hurst and and Lambert, isn't it? But I just wanted to get back to this double session thing that we've been reading about um, and and hearing about as well. I mean. I've kind of got an idea what a double session is, but and I don't know why I'm doing it in like vo- film voiceover, but I would actually like somebody to clarify what a double session means. Is it like, lads, you're training in the morning and then you're going away, you're having some some chicken, rice and beans, and then you're coming back and you're training again? Because I'm not being funny. I go to work, I get the train at half five in the morning, I get to work at seven, I get on the train again at four o'clock and I'm not home till six. And there's, there's quite a lot of work in, involved kind of in, in, in that middle bit. And and if these guys are like, if, if, if these guys are like, they've only ever been used to one session, are you telling me that they're literally getting to Playford Road at what, eight o'clock, training till midday and then fucking off wherever they go and whatever they do with their heart monitors to go do whatever for the rest of the day because if that has been the case then that's terrible no no wonder we are we we look so tired in games don't we after an hour people just look absolutely shagged and these these are guys that should be able to absolutely piss the bleep test you know they should all be you know like what's it did downs and wolfenden i think they they were the only ones that finished it and nolan as well but you know we're hardly doing this high press intensity thing where we're running like 20 kilometers a game. You know, I, I would like some clarification from Paul Cook and maybe like Heathy uh, or, or Hutch, Hutchie could ask, you know, at the next press conference, Paul, you've mentioned double sessions. Bono would really like to know what that means. <laughs> Cause, cause yeah. I think whole double session. It's like, what is a double session? Is it like beers on a Saturday lunchtime and then beers afterwards as well? I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I, I think would, if, I wouldn't complain at that. No, I, th- I think if all of that is true, that the players are, are, are complaining about it, or some of the players are playing about it, I think that pretty pretty much sums sums it up. You know, if if you've if you you you've working somewhere, you haven't your contract runs out in a couple of months because a new manager coming in. If you really want to be involved, you want every second of chance to show this new guy, you need to pay me the money, you know, match what I was on before, because none of them are going to get paid the same amount of money on a new contract that they were on in the championship. So if any of them are moaning about it, I mean, it's probably the strikers. Whenever I used to play football, it was always the forwards that used to moan. None of them wanted to train. I'm very defensive, so we just I just did what I was told to do. So it's it's probably all the strikers, probably. But um yeah, it it, it doesn't say much, does it? We're at the, the crucial part of the season. Do you want to go up? Let's do some extra training to give us the best chance, and then they whinge about it. That's not that doesn't say a lot, does it? So yeah. Okay, um I'm gonna go over to, to Ben quickly because he put his hand up. Um also um I can't wait for a double session going when the pubs are open. Get me down there. Double sessions. Yeah, let's do it. Many, many points to be had. Uh, but yeah, Ben, go ahead. 
Yeah, just to um, sort of use that as a segue, Ross, I think if I worked, if I went for a double session at the pub, I don't think I'd get through half a session at the moment. I'm definitely out of practice. Um, maybe one or two pints and I'd have to leave. But um, in fairness to the players, just to sort of, as much as we don't really want to defend them, my understanding is that the double session is exactly what Matt said, that, you know, you work a couple of, th- a couple of hours, maybe three in the morning, you have the lunch in the canteen or, you know, whatever are able to do that at, at the moment. And they come back and work another couple of hours, maybe on shape or something else. Um, but it's not the case that they didn't want to do it. It's the case that obviously they wear the heart monitors and stuff and the results were telling them that they weren't able to work at the levels that are normally expected, I think, if they're working either, you know, what they expect from a double session or whatever it may be. So it wasn't a case that they weren't doing it. It was a case that they couldn't work to the standard that it was worthwhile. So they basically just gave up because it was like, well, actually, we're looking at you and you're not doing in the sprints as fast as you could this morning what's the point let's pack up and go home so again that sort of emphasized my point that whatever we've been doing in the past sorry john i know you just defended lambert you may be right you may be right and you know in my way to defend him slightly but he's obviously doing absolutely f all on the fitness side of things because we're not fit enough I think I think that shows. I think that's what Cook was saying is that the players, you know, they want to do it. They're not saying they're not going to do it, but they weren't fit enough to do it. So that's the point I want to make. They were there, the, you know, their their bodies were there, their minds were there, but it, they weren't good enough. That's probably why the fitness coach went on gardening leave <laughs> because he wasn't doing his job, Jim Henry. So there we go. Um, John, I saw you put your hand up, um, and we'll get on to, of course, the ten cup finals. I'll do a seamless segue for you then. Um... I'm going to say that I apologise for standing up for Paul Lambert. He was rubbish and he should have been sacked months ago. Um, so <laughs> I just had a bit of a, a, a funny turn there. I apologise for anything I may have said. Um, so feeling I, right? I'm feeling better now. Um, but what I was looking at, Ross, is, you know, like we're saying we need to go and seize our moment and maybe somebody will shine. I was looking at Bristol Rovers, who is our next opponent. You see what I've done here? Like, linking it in for you. Um, and they've in March, in March, they've won one game, drawn one game, and lost six. Right? They're second bottom in the league, I think. And we're playing them at home. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Can you tell what's gonna happen? Um, uh. no, but honestly, we I, I must have said it on um, various uh, shows with you over the, the course of the season, but the next game's always so important, isn't it? If we do not get three points at home to the second bottom team who have lost six games out there last eight, what are we going to do? So, you know, it's that simple, you know, because a draw away at Wigan suddenly becomes a better result if you follow with with your three points at home. And if you draw your away games and win your home games, that gives you a decent return. The, The reality is we have to win our next game. And if we don't win our next game, we are giving ourselves... The, the biggest tall order, you know, we're all doubtful now, aren't we? That Ross, you said earlier on that you didn't think we'd make the playoffs. I still think we're going to f- finish either sixth or seventh, and it's on a knife edge. But it's kind of this Saturday, sorry, this Friday, um, um, Good Friday, you know, we have to turn up. We have to win our personal battles individually, then collectively, we have to be better than them. And was it about five months ago I said we shouldn't be scared of whole cities we shouldn't be scared of Sunderland we shouldn't but my god we shouldn't be scared of Bristol Rovers and we and you know when we say 
a bit of the cliche, like the 10 cup finals or the 10, or we play, but we're playing six teams. Or we've got to play Wimbledon who are in the bottom six. So we're playing seven of the bottom six, if you like, seven games against the bottom six, or they've got a lot to play for. Surely we have. The players have got to play for the future. They've got to play for the club badge and they've got to play to get in the bloody playoffs. We've got a lot to play for. So let, let's not be kidding ourselves that they've a club who are struggling at the bottom of the league and um, have more to play for than us. We've got everything to play for. We want to get out of this league and we want to do it sooner rather than later. I don't think it's going to be this season, but I would still love to finish strongly and I would still love to show something and have some of those players step up to the mark and say to Cook, I want to be part of your plans. So, you know, Bristol Rovers, six losses, one draw, one win. You can't ask you to get a fixture and then you suddenly get that. But as an Ipswich Town fan, which when I said those stats to you, Ross, you gave a big sigh because you can see what potentially could be coming down the road. And that probably says a lot about how we feel that a team like Ipswich, who are in, what, 11th, a fearful of playing the second bottom team. I rest my case, my lad. Yeah. It's just that the record, we always just always give that record away. We always go, yep, yeah, they haven't won in like 10. I haven't won a, they haven't won our away game in a whole year. Here you go. Beat us at Portman Road. Um, I want to go over to you, um, Darren, next, but I want to quickly just rattle out the fixtures. So Bristol Rovers, as John said, on Good Friday, then away trip to Rochdale on Easter Monday. And uh, we've got six away games in total for the next 10 games. And our away record is not great, is it? It's not great at all this season. Then we've got MK Dons at home. Absolutely Wimbledon away. We'll be going to Plough Lane for the first time. Um, their new ground or their new 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 revamped ground. Then, you know, it's Charlton, Northampton uh, away. Then FD Wimbledon again at home. So we've got to play them twice. Then we've got Swindon away and then Shrewsbury away and then Fleetwood at home, uh, the final game of the season. Uh, of course, we'll probably find out where we're going to be when we turn into May for them three final games. But Darren, those 10 games, 10 cup finals, oh, God's sake. Um, you're, you're taking all those. Uh, as John said, Bristol Rovers, that, that's the, the game we need to get the win to kick off that that, that winning run, hopefully. Uh, well, maybe this is where we can start to put some positivity into this pod because it's, mm. we're, 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 we're kind of, we're a bit, we're a bit lopsided on the old positive, negative jigsaw, <laughs> not jigsaw, seesaw at the moment. Um, we should be absolutely spanking Bristol Rovers. We should be looking forward to this game on Friday. Um, and we should just be tearing them apart, um, dominating the game, chances left, right and centre. And that's what should be happening. Um, and another quote that I saw that, that gave me a lot of optimism as well from Paul Cook was that he said he was desperate to play Jackson through the middle with Norwood and that he would not be rigid with his formation for the rest of the season. He's going to do whatever needs to be you know, done. So um, I think all of us have been saying about Jackson and Norwood, you know, that we, we all criticise Lambert for not playing them two together. Um, I mean, they did play together briefly on Saturday and didn't really do anything. Um, but your question, Ross, was about all, these, all the future fixtures. 
yeah, that's Battle of Bristol, Bristol Rovers. Let's have a go. I mean, I want to see us for the next 10 games attack. I don't want to see two two holding midfielders sitting there in front of the back four. That's that's habit. Yeah, that's attack. Two people, three people, four people in the box. You know, that's put pressure on on the other teams and 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 have a go. All of our players need to be better um, in the attacking third of the pitch. Um you know, Dizel McMills has, has mentioned it loads of times that he would like to see Dizel playing further forward and he can use this, you know, this touch and this passing that we all can see that he has. He doesn't damage anyone when he's taking it off the back four and, and passing it out wide. That doesn't damage anyone. Um, the, where I'll defend Dizel because I do love him. I, he's just graceful. I love how he touches it and passes it. It's awesome. When he gets the ball, what are his options? You know, if unfortunately none of us are in the ground and you can always see the game better, can't you, when you're at the ground? Who's making a run? You know, you, we can't see that on iFollow. But I would bet my mortgage on the fact that when he gets the ball, there's no one doing anything. They're all just stood there marked. So, um, but yeah, the rest of the, the, rest of the season, uh, it's, it's unfortunate there's so many away games. Um, and that we haven't been able to capitalise on our home games, all, you know, to this point this season. But um, I just want to see us have a go. Let's have a go. You know, we, it, this is the Ipswich Town way. Is we're not defensive. We've never been defensive. We're not a team that um, you know soaks up pressure and uh, you know dominates possession like Lambert wanted it to. We're a team that that has a go. And if any of you, you know, that incredible what's for you part of the. 2000, you know, the, the, the cup, the promotion season documentary that, that was put together. No. Do you, do you have your hands? Oh, you, oh very, that was very honest of you. But when you see, yeah, <laughs> when you see how we used to play with whip and, you know, Jim Magilton was so demanding, you know, any of you that saw, went to a game, Jim Magilton was just moaning at everyone, screaming, just keeping everyone on their toes. And we have no one like that at all in our team at the moment. So, we, yeah, we used to play. Let's have a go. Get it forward. You know, two men in up front, flick it on, hold it up, pass it on, wings. And I, it sounds to me like that's how Cook wants to play. I know he's not a two-man up front type of guy, but he is a, he, he has said lots of times about he wants crosses into the box. That's music to my ears. I love a good cross and a flicked on header. You were at the Portman Road on Saturday, right? The under 18s um, scored, you know, from the from the left hand side, cross into the box, flick, goal. It's it's you know Graham Taylor. I know that's going Graham Taylor's going back a bit, but his Watford team that dominated English football for quite a few seasons was built on get the ball wide and cross it, you know, because that was they analysed football and realised that that was one of the most effective ways to score goals. It's not a secret. It's really, it's really straightforward. Get the but, ball in the uh, box. Get the <laughs> ball score. in the box. <laughs> Put it in the mixer. Put it in the mixer. All of that jazz. Yeah. I mean, th- and this is League One. John? The thing is, you talk about Jim Magilton there. I mean, he was an absolute legend. You know, absolutely. Yeah. We had Matt Holland working every blade of the grass in that middle of the park. Then yeah. you had people like, Wilness, or yeah. you know, running up and down like as a like 
Kane Vincent Young does remind me of Fabian Wilness, you know, or Gussell and Bake, you know, that ability to get up and down the pitch. And, you know, we the, the thing, the good comparison I would bring with that era, because that is my golden era of my time supporting the club, you know, Holland signed shirt, Jermaine Wright, what a cracking player he was, you know, Jim Majun, an absolute god for Ipswich Town, you know, love that squad, love that those days. But when Burley took over, we were going through a change and he had to start really releasing players, making that difference. I just hope that this is Paul Cook's going to do what Burley did and be given chance to build something special so we can all have, you know, I'm not talking about necessarily reaching the Premier League again because that is so far away. But let's just talk about having a team that we're proud to watch. Let's have a team who have got energy, who get up and down the pitch and it gets you off your seat like you want them to score. We could score goals. Who goes into a game at the moment going, oh, we're going to, you know, I was at the beginning of the season joking about 4-2 every week, wasn't I? I predicted nil-nil in our little predictor league this weekend. And, I'm, you know, I'm top of the league, by the way. Um, but, you know, um, I am now because I predicted with my head rather than my heart. My head said we don't score goals, but we don't concede. I'm going to go for a nil-nil against the poor Wigan side, who actually played better than we did. Um so let's let's have that energetic side. And I don't mind finishing seventh if we're playing really good football. You know, I grew up in Sunderland and my Sunderland mates will kill me, but the Kevin Keegan era, I'm not talking about England, I'm talking for Newcastle. Keegan's mentality is if they score three, we'll score four. Now, who didn't like watching Newcastle at that point with Ginola and Beardsley and Barton and Batty and, you know, all those guys? It was cracking football because they wanted to score goals. They wanted to entertain their fans. That's the kind of brand of football I would love to see. And, of course, Joe Royal. You know, it was four, four threes, six fours and all that sort of stuff because um, our defence was a bit, yeah, shocking at some, at some point. Um, anyway, we're digressing here. Um, thank you for adding the other segments. Always good to have a, a great discussion, um, bringing back the good old days. And hopefully under Paul Cook, it won't be four playoffs. <laughs> and we lose in the three. And luckily, away goals is not a thing anymore, thank God, because, yeah, that was just heartbreaking. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go over to, to Matt quickly, and Ben will end with you, my friend. Um, Ten games to play, 30 points up for grabs. Um, what do you reckon, then? I've got a really weird feeling in my in my bones that, that, that we're going to do it and that we're going to have a go, but I, I'm a hopeless optimistic romantic twat when it comes to things like that and um yeah we 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 talked about the burley era you, you look at the the 442 that we played you know there wasn't we didn't have two wingers and two center midfielders we just had four bloody good midfielders that that knew how to to move that knew how to pass that knew how to tackle that knew how to get space and and create little triangles and have people overlapping this is basics. This is what the community trust are going to be teaching like eight-year-olds this week during the Easter half-term lesson. But I want to see us have a go. You know, these players, <laughs> these players and, and 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 the team, they're going to be looking at these fixtures and they're going to be thinking, well, they're shit, they're shit, they're shit, they're shit. We can do them, we can do them. But are they? Are they? 
Or are they going to be turning up on match day with their Louis Vuitton wash bags, giving it the old symbol to the club photographer with the face masks on, and then go up and do a nice warm up? And oh, that can, that can get fucked. Sorry, I've, I've had a beer. I don't want to see any more fingers and ears. You know, if they were winning the league, hundred points, hundred goals, HMS, urinate the league. Yeah, do it, do it. But I'm sorry, this is like, is this the? I mean, I'm 40 next month. I'll stop you there. I know I don't look it, but is, is, is this the is this the the most inept Ipswich Town team in my lifetime? You know. You know, I feel. I feel. just going to say, my son is twenty. Wow, you don't look it. Don't look old enough. Say back to you. Say to you. But (laughs) I feel so sorry for him because I grew up as a as a tiny little kid as with the eighty eighty one squad, and then like all of you here, you know, the team where I was an adult and driving to games and all that sort of stuff was the promotion, you know, the 2000, 2001, all that, you know, and, um, Ross, I know you were just born about then. So, you know, <laughs> you, carry on, are... carry on. <laughs> you, you can talk about it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my son and all these other kids, you know, 20, 18, 19, 20, all they know is, is that you know us? You know, stagnating in the championship and relegation, and no, no one really to get excited about. You know, who are they? Who? Which posters are on their wall? You know, I had, I had actually. I'm sorry, Ross. We're just really going off in a tangent here. My, all of my family support Ipswich, and my uncle Steve. He was a massive influence on insisting that I supported Ipswich as a kid. And he was also a decorator. And so I had Ipswich Town wallpaper in my bedroom when I was like five to whatever, you know, teenage. Everything I had, I've got it upstairs and I need to send it back to him. I've got a flag from the 1978 FA Cup final, um, programs, you know, and I used to have all the posters, all the centre things, you know, with Mick Mills and Paul Mariner and Eric Gates and all that. I used to, you know, so I wonder, yeah, I just wonder who they're putting on the walls now because it's, you know, who? John? I was just going to say a little bit of optimism, though, right? I had the pleasure the other evening on Twitter, a, a, one of the young Ipswich Town fans, a, a young guy called Taylor Poole, who does some um, YouTube stuff. He put out there and he's putting together a little um, 2000 kind of documentary um talking to fans so i just um tweeted him back and said i would happily speak to him for a few minutes and i don't know how old taylor is but one he's a passionate town fan two he spoke like a proper professional he was lovely lovely lad and uh he's really enthusiastic about Ipswich town and somehow we've managed to get people like him passionate about our club despite despite that era so that the future is still positive so you know whilst i might be in uh, the oldest part here and uh or you know certainly old enough to be russ's dad that makes me scary uh, scary old. <laughs> but you know we, we generally we're, we're we're at a point where 
there's some good young people still supporting our club and let's just give them all something to cheer about. Let's have this brand of football. Let's have an exciting time. Let's let's build something. Because this season, regardless of whether we make the playoffs or not, we're not going to go up. Because we can't beat a good side over one game. We certainly can't beat them over two games. So even if we get miraculously make it in the playoffs, we're not going up. So let's just start building. Let's Let's have a clear out of the people who don't want to be here keep the people who want to be here. And what we've got to be fair to, to Paul Cook about is he's going to have to keep some people that we might not want to keep because he can't bring in a squad of 18 players. He's going to keep, you know, Bishop, Edwards, Norwood, Holy, Wilson, KVY. Nolan's not out of contract. Hawkins isn't out of contract. You start going through all the, you know, yes, we've probably seen Sears go. I, I think Hughes has gone missing in action somewhere. I, what has happened to Amir Hughes? Um, all those players are going to go, but we're going to have to keep some of them because we don't want absolute strangers and you need to bring in better than you've already got. So if you're not bringing in a better centre-half than Chambers, Toto or Wolfie um, and Wilson, then you keep some of them. But we need two attacking full-backs. We need four wide people, you know, Edwards might be one of those four, but we need two left backs, one right back if KVY is fit, and we need another three wide midfielders. And maybe Edwards is with that quality around him might do it. But let's get let's get these young people something to be proud of. Because like I don't know what's worse, never having it or not having it for so long it hurts because you've had it before. You know, it's crap watching your team now when you can. I remember you can go across the team and think Horidison and McGreal and, you know, uh, Clapham and Wright and Jim uh, Magilton and Rusa coming on and Scowcroft and Johnson. You go through these players and you think... Pablo. Oh, Pablo. Yeah. Oh. But then we're looking at people now and going, you know, somebody who can't be bothered to press a ball. Watch You watch back and watch Matt Holland, how much, you know how much grass he covered and Magilton demanding so much. We need some more of those kind of characters. So I've gone on a rant now, Ross, I'm going to shush. <laughs> um, Matt, take it away. Take it away. My voice is gone. <laughs> My voice is gone. Oh, dear me. Yeah, take it away, Matt. And uh, Ben, we'll finally get over to you. Um, I'm sure you've been patiently waiting to discuss the 10 Cup finals. <laughs> I ex- Thank you, Ross. And I hope you're right. Just eat yourself and have a good old cough. Um, I actually think that we are going to let we're we're going to have a summer of change, and I'm not going to do a, one of my fantastic voiceover voices for that. But we're going to see an absolute metric fuck ton of people leave. Ta-ra! See you later. Enjoy your next contract at Concord Rangers or another progressive club like that. And I actually think that we're going to see a lot of people coming through um my boy elkin baggett you know il mazuni dobra alan Viral, tyree simpson mcgavin people like this these are guys i think to get excited about yeah we might try another like free agent at left back but we had that with with ward who i actually think was was a great signing and for the first couple of months looked pretty decent but you know we're asking we're asking him to play a lot of football more than what he probably has what 
in the last four or five years. What's the worst that could happen? Because, you know, as much as I would like us to go in the playoffs and, and, and win, that might actually be the worst thing for us. Because if we do go up, we'll really need to strengthen and there'll be no consistency or, or, or cohesion or, or anything like that. So I think if we stay, then just get rid of the dross. Give the kids a chance. They've got some, you know, Darren was talking about football manager. I myself, that 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 is my drug. Football manager. It has been since I was doing GCSEs. That was 25 years ago. And I always think if I hadn't have got hooked on football manager, I'd probably be like a nuclear professor or something now, or a multi-million record selling artist you know it's a very particular brand of bass that i play but you know just give these kids a chance we've invested time and money in these guys and and you know a lot of them look decent what's the worst that could happen you look at clubs like fleetwood and accrington they use like 20 players a season i think we've already you know if you if you discount the papa john trophy or the the football league trophy as it's probably called the Coca-Cola Cup, as I call it, you know, forget all those games in 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 the in the cups that Lambert, sorry, Swedger wasn't interested in. We've used fucking loads of players. No wonder we can't get any consistency. But I don't know. We'll see. It's quite exciting. I think I'm more excited about this this summer. You know, seeing the players holding their shirts against the Cobbold Stand. With the writing, it's just down football club. Yeah, classic. But yeah, but we must win the next three games. Next three games, nine points. I want to see nine points, eight goals, one against. That's it. That's all you're getting from me, Ross. It's like it now. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm 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 okay now. Oh, Ziggy, Ziggy's in camera. Camera shot. Oh, um. But um, Ben, you've heard a lot of what the guys have said. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, your thoughts on the the next couple of games coming up, really? Because um, I think we need to get some form before we get to the tail end of the season. Um, we are pretty much at the tail end of the season, but the next three games are massive, aren't they? Oh, they're huge. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you, with, with the segments, whenever we've about the last ten games, well, the last ten. If, if we don't, then the next three, particularly obviously Easter, um, Good Friday and Easter Monday, if, if we don't get, I mean, four points minimum, really six points, ideally, if we don't do that from those two games, we, we, you know, you can, you can exactly, I, I'll be with you, Ross, the season's over, there's no point, let's just shut up shop, go home, play, play the youngsters, build for next season, release everybody you're thinking about releasing and, and you know, just forget about it because it's not going to happen. Um how will we get there if we do get to the playoffs? Uh, what, you know, a different conversation whether we'd actually get through the playoffs. Probably not. Um, we, we, I understand Cook plays his formation, um, four two three one, and that's what he's done in his career. But you can only do that if the players that you have um, that are in form or playing well enough fit that formation. And right now, they probably don't. Um, one of my main gripes, you know, with the whole uh, McCarthy, Hurst, everything that happened in their thing, 
was that our players were never good enough to play any other way. As much as we were boring to watch under Mick, I, d- I just don't think we had the players. I, d- I don't think we had the players to play better than that in terms of we, we hoof ball, knock it up. We, we're not good enough to knock it on the floor. We're still not. We're still, we don't have the players good enough to play it around on the floor, this lovely football that, you know, that we want to see because you watch Man City and Liverpool do it week in, week out. And, you know, they're paid hundreds of thousands to do so. I, you know, I, I want, I just, I don't care how they do it. I just want to see my team win. I, I want to see goals. You know, we've, we touched on the Royal era. We touched on the Burley era. I, I just want to see us have 10 attacks that look threatening in a game. I'm not saying 10 goals. I'm saying 10 attacks, which might bring two or three goals. You know, you play Jackson and Norwood up front together or you play three up top in terms of two wingers that can actually beat a man across the ball for Norwood to get on there end of. That, that, that's what I'm looking for when I look at our team. And what demoralises me when I look at the games like the Wigan game, the Northampton game, the Portsmouth game where we played OK for 35 minutes, our standards are so low as fans. So low. They're not high. We're not looking, uh, you know. I think Paul, uh, sorry, Paul Cook, when he first came through, we, you know, shooting for the stars. We, we're not looking. Oh, Jesus, can't see the fucking stars. Going for you know, gold. I wish we could reach for the stars. Can't even see them. You know, <laughs> going for gold. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm trying to run a hundred meters. You know, trying to see the finish line. You know, we, we're so poor. Like we are. It's 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 awful. You know, and and I still believe I still believe we have the players. I still think we've got ten games, a mini season. We could still do it. I'm not losing hope. I'm I'm just saying how it, you know it very unlikely the players ever listen to stuff like this. But if they did, I'm not saying we're absolutely rubbish. God, kick them all out. I'm just saying that give, give us some hope, like please. You know, for for ninety minutes, let's absolutely beat the living hell out of Bristol Rovers on Friday. And give the whole fan base something to to cling on for for the rest of the season. Have a fantastic Easter weekend, and, and you know, it, look, if we get in the playoffs, people are at least going to have an extra bit of football to enjoy in what has been a terrible year. And okay, we may not get through the playoffs. I don't. I actually think if Cook gets us to the playoffs, that's an achievement in itself, and we'll all smile and think we cannot wait for next season. It will be a building block in itself. And he's not stupid. He'll still get rid of the players that he wants. To get rid of, maybe one or two would have proved him wrong in this ten match run. But overall, I think he's probably made his mind up: who is going to be good, who's going to be bad, who fits in, who fits, who doesn't. And 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 again, next season, four four two three one, let's go for it. We've we've two really good wingers. We've you know a forward, maybe it's Norwood who'll get the chances and ping them away. With you know maybe a different goalkeeper, who, who knows? But I'm saying that we could do it. Let's not rule it out. But from the evidence we've had so far over the last three or four weeks, we're probably not going to get in the player. Perhaps what you might actually go in and say, in the great words of Matt, to go and say, let's shake this shitty pillow, because that is the best expression. Oh, sorry, fluff, fluff this shitty pillow. That's, that should be the title of the pod, and that should be Paul Cook's starting um, conversation with the players tomorrow morning. I love it. Okay, then. Well, uh, I think that's the perfect way to, to wrap up. Um, I saw, Darren, um, any other business? I saw you wanted to quickly chat. I don't, no, no, you're shaking his head. Okay, that's it then. That's it. No, um, no just, um, no, just 
that's you no know, that's but that's it's just hope come on you know that's that's have it on friday that's hope i don't think we're going to do it but who but come on who knows i love ben's speech there fantastic um but uh i can't wait for next season the summer's gonna as matt said the summer's gonna be awesome so many players released so many players coming in yes that's have it yeah, and of course the phrase is always it's just the hope that kills you so uh so there we go well ben darren Matt and John, what a show it's been. Thank you very much for joining me as ever on Game Day Extra Time. Extra, uh, we are earlier than normal. Normally this is on a Friday uh, morning afternoon, but we've got it here on a Monday. If you're listening to it on a Monday, you could be listening to it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you're listening to this too. But thank you for listening as ever. Um, make sure to follow us on all the socials on Kings of Anglia and also leave us a review if you fancy let us know what you think of game day extra time who is your favorite of the posse um do you love John's accent do you love Matt's phrases uh do you love Darren and Ben's insight let us know let us know um but anyways I've been Ross uh, with the main probably back later in the week so the normal service will resume we'll be looking ahead to the Bristol Rovers game it's Easter yay Eat, uh, eat Easter eggs. Enjoy your half term if you're having half term. Uh, John is as well because he's a good head teacher. All that. But anyways, um, I've rammed on long enough. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com/channel/archon.